Welcome to the Postmod Pod, the podcast for all things most postmodern, even when we have no clue what postmodernism is. So why don't we sit down and talk about what the hell is going on on this wretched earth? I'm William, the postmodern artist of the podcast. And I'm Takeen, the postmodern philosophy student of this podcast. So today's topic is going to be social media. And we're going to start off with the hottest take. Social media is making us antisocial. Or is it? So basically, um, I got this idea from another uh, like journalist who does a lot of you know, like video game stuff, a lot of philosophy stuff, a lot of literature stuff. And he was talking about how um, how different human interactions can be even outside of social media. So the example he gave was a, um, how people interact when they're in cars. So when you're sitting in a car and you have someone else driving towards you, right, William? Like, yeah. or you've seen this with your parents. I don't know. Personally, I don't drive at all. I hate driving. Maybe it's because <laughs> of this, but I remember whenever people would drive and then they would drive badly you would always get these like super exaggerated reactions towards one another. Like they would be yelling at each other like, oh, fuck you. Like, I'm going to fuck you up. Oh, why don't you like come outside and see what I'm made of and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. then like you never see that in real life. Like it's so it's so exceptional seeing that. But you see that all the time. And then the the funniest part, the funniest part is when they actually get out and they they just like everything deflates from that point. Yeah. (laughs) Like. Yeah, as exactly. soon as you leave the safety of your car. Yeah, uh, it's almost as if the car is like its own sort of social bubble compared to like just standing yeah. in front of someone, which is really weird. Now, imagine like the amount of safety that a, that a car brings to you. Like it's pretty minimal, right? Like if I'm really mad at you, I could just walk up to your car, open the door or like smash the window if I'm really fucking <laughs> mad and then like start hitting you. Right. But yeah. that little amount of safety like changes these these interactions completely. Now think yeah. of like how these interactions could change when you have like thousands of kilometers of distance or you have like a like possible anonymity, you have mm-hmm. you know you have like yeah. time to to respond to people, you're not like answering on the fly, yeah. right? Like you can yeah. take time to write. Cuz when tweet. you when you get angry at a car, you get angry at the car itself. You 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 say the driver's an idiot, but it's more of a there is an anonym, anonymity that the driver has you don't really see them when they're doing their stupid shit or whatever when they they're cutting you off and then when you see someone on the screen you're not really thinking of that person as uh they're uh, an individual you're looking at them directly from their words you're more so uh thinking about the content of the post itself yeah. in a vacuum, I think. Yeah, like if Rather I if I see someone if I see someone on Twitter who's called anonymous zero zero zero, like I I can't really connect that to anybody. I'm just seeing the whatever they're posting, and I'm just reacting yeah. to whatever they're posting. So there's like so much protection there, and that I feel like that adds such a that like morphs the social interactions that we get on quote unquote social media to like to, to such a great degree. Like for example, mm-hmm. you're never gonna you always see like celebrity fans like harassing their their big celebrity or their celebrity's enemy like recently i think the biggest one was like drake fans and like golden state warriors fans because drake was like talking shit to the to the golden state warriors players (laughs) during the nba finals and like Mm -hmm. they were both like just harassing each other back and forth like all the fucking time and you would never see this maybe actually for sports you would see it because people who like sports maybe get sometimes very extreme but I don't even think it would go that far. Like, just like a normal dude 
just like saying any fucking thing he wants to another person like you you really don't have that in real life i feel yeah you you get more riled up at the idea of the person and, and the idea behind it than the actual individual it's it's how you know to use a fucking extreme example um i think it was himmler that that talked about how um everyone in germany had their favorite jew and if people actually stood up <laughs> for this this uh for their own individual like favorite jew that the holocaust could have never happened mm. because what the nazis preyed on was the idea of, of the, the jew. jew not jew as an individual but the the actual collective uh propaganda campaign that um depicted them as this like united like parasite to, to use their words obviously I don't mean that but and it's the same in, in this case where you're getting angry at the idea of a sports fan or the idea of this other celebrity, but you don't know them. Yeah. You, you're, you're more so wondering of your, your interpretation of this person is, is not as a person, but as what they stand for. This, this idea that you have in your head of, oh, this guy is a Raptors fan and not a Golden Warrior fan. So he's yeah, like... That's just like not conducive to like proper social interactions, right? Like you can't interact yeah. socially with an idea. Like you can't yeah, interact exactly. with something that you can't you can't properly exactly. understand or know, I feel. That's exactly what happened with this 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 uh this Himmler example is because, you know, like even even Hitler had his favorite family doctor. <laughs> even Hitler okay? had his fucking um, burner Twitter <laughs> account. <laughs> He was <laughs> no, he was no, yelling at the no. Jews on Twitter even back then <laughs> through his anonymity. Don't at me, Hitler. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I mean is, even Hitler had his his favorite Jew, as Himmler said, where he talked about how or, or he helped his family doctor who was uh, Jewish escape Austria um, at the start of the Anschluss, and so even him, he he was able to accept an individual but not the total group. Mm. And so that I find interesting. And, and I think it causes a lot of like tension on social media because you have this, this for the same reason that this propaganda campaign from the Nazis was so effective because it preyed on the ideas of a whole group. Um, you lose this actual human interaction. Yeah. You're, you're more so interacting with an idea rather than... Um, than an individual like even even past that like past the the, the thing that like humans become ideas even mm -hmm. if you still see like e even if you're not on an anonymous social media platform like facebook or something sometimes instagram sometimes twitter you know stuff like that like even then they're not like it's not like it's a reflection of your true self i feel most of the time like yeah there's this tendency to want your social media platform to be like a highlight reel of your life you mm -hmm. know like you're not gonna post um a picture of you when you're like all groggy like on a monday morning and yeah. you're stuck in traffic and you, like it, it was dude, raining there was in even that car. trend that trend on instagram like uh or or on, on social media in general of like oh just woke up like this but they have like eyeliner on yeah, yeah, yeah. or like mascara <laughs> like, there's no way yeah, of course <laughs> you woke, you up, just like woke this. up like this yeah that's funny that you <laughs> said they have, like, comb. they have like uh, eyeliner on. I don't. It's just yeah, and it's 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 like it's a perversion of authenticity in a way. It's like it's it's claiming like no, look, I'm not like 
this this fake facade of 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 like facebook but i still want to look pretty yeah you know it, it's because it i want it to be the reflection of like my ideal self yeah and i it, i feel like it can be really really harmful for people who don't engage in that kind of behavior or even people who mm. do actually because then you get um i remember i had this friend who used to follow a lot of those like instagram girl models and mm -hmm. she was always like super obsessed with them she was always like oh my god like i need to look like her i need to like work harder and look like her all the time and i'm like dude like these these girls they get paid a lot of money they have like professional photographers they like pose they can spend like an entire day getting ready for like one picture they they don't eat for a day they have like makeup done they have they have their picture taken in like a specific lighting they're doing a specific pose at a specific angle just for that one picture that will destroy your confidence by looking at it and like comparing yourself to that that's like mm. i feel like it's so unfair when you have um who's that famous girl on instagram with the really like the the, the squatting girl do you know who i'm talking about no there, there's that one girl who does like squats basically and she got she okay. blew up a lot and she has like a really really like round and big ass and <laughs> it's basically apparently it's because of squats and right. it's so unfair, I feel, for girls to, like, follow her and set and view her as, like, a role model or an example when all she posts is, like, her absolute best pictures of from the absolute yeah. best angle at the absolute best time of day. And her job is to do that. Like, how yeah. can you... It's like, it's like me going to the basketball court and shooting hoops for fun and then, mm. and then feeling bad about myself because I'm not, like, a Kobe Bryant. Like, yeah. it, it, it's just so bad, right? Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah. Especially because the thing people... is that the social media promotes, like like we we talked about in, in in private conversations, how it promotes conformism, and so yeah. what it's trying to do in, with that is it's trying to associate uh, your entire self worth on body because that's the easiest thing to to show, yeah. to to objectify the body to make it be the central thing and and for you to associate all your worth with this um physical uh profile of of your life to show that highlight reel to have this aesthetic that you you desire in your life which is i mean obviously extremely problematic uh from a self-esteem point of view because then you're losing sight of what your body can also be good at that this other person can't or even what your own personality can bring and it's really damaging because social media is engineered to promote this conformism to be able to sell you products more yeah. effectively and if you conform and you are like every other influencer or uh, person uh, personality on instagram for example then you're going to be shopping for the same types of products. Companies can more easily target ads for you and sell your data if you are just like everyone else. Yeah. No, and like, like I can attest to how that, that idea of conformity can really like damage some people because it happened to me, right? Like, you know me, like when I'm in person, I'm like a loud mouth. Like I like to, I like to talk mm -hmm. a lot. I like people to talk to me. You know, I, I feel like comfortable in my own skin and not when I'm in person. But then when I go on social media, I like turn into this entirely different person because like I don't I don't conform by those by, by those standards. Like I'm not posting beautiful selfies of myself. I'm not 
Where's um, the squat pics? Exactly. Like, squatting. I'm not squatting. I'm not posting those, like, shirtless <laughs> mirror pics or whatever. You know, like, I'm not doing all of that. And then I see some people who are doing it, and I'm like, man, these people are just so far ahead of me on every single metric. Right. Like, uh, it just seems so weird having those, like, two different perceptions of myself just just because I'm in one situation, I'm looking at a screen, and in one situation, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing about all this is that social media plays these like two roles now because on on the one part it's like a it's like your own personal gallery especially if you think of like Instagram or Twitter if it's like a gallery of your thoughts. Yeah. But on the other hand it's also a means for communication. You have like DMs, right? Like you keep in touch with your friends. Like for example me I use yeah. Instagram. The main reason why I have Instagram is because in Iran it was for a, the longest time it was the only social media that wasn't blocked. Like, the government mm. allowed it to, to not be blocked because right. um, they thought maybe if we unblock one piece of social media on which it's really hard to organize mass massive amounts of people for, like, right. for like um, yeah. uh, protests uh, and stuff. Protests, yeah. Let's just allow this one so that the masses, you know, like the opiate of the masses or whatever to put on my Marx hat. Um, <laughs> oh my so I use that. So everybody in Iran uses Instagram. So I use that to keep in touch with the people I, I know in Iran. Yeah. But then I have the collateral effect of having to see all these pe- pictures of, like, girls squatting and, like, my friends going to these, like, huge mansions and parties and, mm. I don't know, like, wearing really nice clothes or taking really nice pictures of themselves or, like, posting music that they made and stuff like that. And that just, like, destroys my confidence because I feel like that's what they do on a daily basis, whereas it's not. It's like, yeah. if you want to access that part the actual social part of social media for example the actual social part of instagram i think is the, the is the dms is the messages right. or at least the way i use it if i want to access yeah, yeah, that yeah. i have to go through the anti-social parts the parts that like destroy my my perception of myself that warp my perception of other people mm. and that's like the big problem like why don't we have just a dm app well we do have that right we have like what's up and shit like that but and and messenger too could be yeah you, but know, you, you don't need to have facebook like the yeah, app facebook that's you true can just i, I deleted messenger. that fucking shit as soon as they <laughs> as soon as they separated facebook and messenger i got rid of fucking facebook it's so annoying yeah. having to open facebook to see your messages i don't want to see all the, fucking, the, the the trash that goes on there i'm so right. happy they did that but you Similarly, don't you don't get though, that in instagram for example you don't get that in twitter yeah yeah similarly though i think i think that i kind of went through the same uh same in a different way this like problem with self-worth and self-esteem um because i only really had before going to university for um for photography i only really had instagram as a metric to judge my work if it was good or not oh god okay Uh, yeah it's the only place like cuz I am friends with with artists from before um I went to university but they they are not photographers. Mm-hmm. So while I value their opinion it's not as um uh like conc- like concrete or real. Yeah, it's know? it's it's not as like I, I ascribe less value to it in a way. I, I still value it. Um, I mean, I even ask my mom, you know, for advice when I Yeah, when you I ask me projects. for advice. I, I know that yeah, the advice you'll I, ask me isn't the same that you'll ask from your professor. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And, and I, I get completely different responses. And then Instagram, it just felt like I was ascribing the value of my actual, uh, like, work, my, my labor, in a way, um, 
to the amount of you likes that I got. You just had to say labor, didn't you? I just had to. You just to. had, to, just had bring to bring it out. It. Okay, finish your yeah. thought, fucking tanky. Fucking communist. <laughs> um, I ascribed the value of that work to the amount of likes that I got, to the amount of followers that I would get per posts, yeah. uh, to the comments I would get. But the thing is, is that the comments were always good. It was always fire emoji. Um thumbs up you know but then if i really liked a picture and it got only 45 likes well why did that other picture got get like 100 likes mm. and then I, i'd like rack my brain like ah what couldn't they not see like i love this picture but then like i would i would bring myself down because I, I thought like oh this this picture is gonna be the one you know i'm gonna blow up because of this one. Oh, this is so good oh i'm working on this really interesting project all this jazz and then it just doesn't go anywhere <laughs> and i feel like that worth is just for nothing now do, do you think it would have been different if instead of posting your pictures on instagram you had them like in an exhibition in a gallery like what if people reacted let's say the same re kind of reactions happen right so on the picture yeah. you really liked, you only got 45 people talking about it nicely. Or 45 people, I don't know. I don't know what the equivalent yeah, of a yeah, fucking yeah. like is in real life. That's the problem. Like People the, under, people like fire emoji, the, they light the, the photograph. They fucking fire. just throw a dollar under the picture at the gallery or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's the problem, right? There, there's no precise equivalent. Like you can't, if someone yeah. makes a joke in real life, you can't just like like button their joke, you know? Like, you can chuckle, you can laugh, you can scream at their joke. Like, you can not laugh, you can be mad at their yeah. joke. You can't just and it, That's why, it's a like, like, it's a tangible response. Yeah, it's so bad. But, like, let's yeah. say there was a way to measure that fucking tangible response, okay? Do you think it would still mm -hmm. be different? Like, like if you if you saw, like, 45 no, people because looking then you, at the, the picture Because you then you like, would compare yourself. You know, you, you would, if you had a tangible, like, algorithm or, like, um... Mm uh like formula for being like okay this amount of likes equals this amount of like value right then you would be like well i got 99 likes and this guy got 100 likes but his picture is shit or like why i don't get it am i bad you know and people would start yeah. to ascribe like the same it, the same thing would happen yeah I in see. my opinion but okay so what if what if it's the opposite of like what happened with me and you, right? What if mm -hmm. there's a person who in real life situations just feels terrible about themselves mm -hmm. and on social media, they find like they find their footing there. Like they feel good about themselves. They feel confident. They feel right. They feel like they have value. They, f they find value for their for their own self through social media. I'm sure that like I, I don't even why I said what if like I'm 100 percent sure that happens to a lot of people. Like a lot of people feel way better when they fucking tweet something than when they say it out loud. There's there's a there's a video um, that came out a couple of months ago of this like influencer on Instagram who uh, got her account banned, mm -hmm. and she was she posted a video crying and being like, "I can't do any other job. I don't want to work a minimum wage job. I can't do that. I have no other like like skills essentially." And so her whole worth was literally about her social media pro platform. I mean, it was her but that, job. That's but even taking it to another level, like where w yeah. when your livelihood depends on social media almost exclusively. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's even different than just like, let's just think of a normal person. Like, But she was also in, 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 um, insulting minimum wage. Like in the video, she's like, like, I'm worth more than, you know, working for minimum wage, things like that. Oh, okay, she has well, no skills. She sounds like yeah. a dumbass anyway. <laughs> 
but do you think do you think it would be useful like do you think social media is useful if it is enabling someone to feel good about themselves because otherwise they would not i think in the way that social media is engineered right now major social medias yeah i think it's still problematic because it's engineered to be addicting so for the same reasons that someone could become addicted to any sort of opiate or any sort of addictive um, uh, substance to make them feel good, social media can do the same thing mm-hmm. by reinforcing itself in this like endless loop of self-gratification where, oh, I need to post because I need to feel good about myself. Okay. And so I think that it's, while it's a Band-Aid fix, it's a Band-Aid fix like any other narcotic that can, in the moment, make you feel good. But when you're not using it, it's going to make you feel miserable. And it's going to create a dependency, which I think is unhealthy. Well, shit, well then... Like, so it's, it's just bad, right? Like, if it makes you feel bad, then it's bad. <laughs> but if it makes you feel good, it's, it's bad still? Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no situation in which... Social media can make you feel good in a way that's not like fucking crack cocaine. I think if we if you use social media, because again, it's like if you go against the way that it's intended to be because DMs for Instagram, you know, the Instagram wants you to be able to interact with its users yeah. in that way. But it wants it because it, it reinforces the main point of the the app yeah. to be able to. Uh, sell you products to keep you engaged on the app to like you were saying to access the an- to the social part you have to go through the anti-social part yeah and so it's a, it's a similar thing where if you start to ignore completely this portion that's making you unhappy then it can have some merit in some way uh, a personal merit i think it's just uh, acknowledging to yourself that your self-worth is not entirely determined by the amount of likes it might not it might even be to not engage at all uh and to only share the things that you want to share to the people that you directly want to share and not share it to the anonymous public that can view your profile uh, if you have it on yeah public. i mean that makes sense i think the big thing here is that you keep talking about how um like social media like the big social media is the way they're designed right i think yeah. i think that's a good way to tie us into like one of our main topics here which is this article Mm -hmm. that we have um which is written by uh a new yorker journalist called cal newport and it's called can indie social media save us so it's basically about um it's about the issue of social media platforms being really big like giants like facebook twitter instagram youtube you know, like, everybody knows of them, right? And they hold such a strong, well, they have such a strong hold on all of the users, right? Like, how many, mm-hmm. what, 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 I, I remember, ah, oh, fuck, I can't remember anymore, but there was this stat that I saw that, like, uh, like a, a few years ago when Facebook was still a thing about how, like, a third of, of people in North America were on Facebook or something, like, something crazy like that, right? Right. So this article is addressing that, and this article is saying, well, the issue with um these big platforms is that they own the servers on which you operate right so they own Mm -hmm. the servers so they can dictate how the servers work and they can also as as you talked about before they can like push for conformity 
so that they can monetize you in an easier way, right? Well, the, the argument here is that if, if, even if Facebook, for example, was like, no, we're not going to take your data, yeah. right? That, that all of that data still has to go through yeah. private servers. So even the server providers could, in theory, uh, sell your data. Yeah, so... Because it's going through their servers. The, this, this Cal Newport guy, he takes two examples in his article of indie social medias, which is basically like small and independent. Well, that's indie, right? Like independent as in like not as yeah. big as Facebook, basically, social medias. So he talks about micro.blog and he talks about Mastodon. And basically the main point of these two is that the users own their own servers, more or less, like kind of. So like yeah. for Mastodon, what happens is that this, the the blogs, because it's blogs, the blogs are run on these uh, things called instances. And yeah. you have to generate your own instance through your computer through a, a free software that you download. And so you have like kind of, you have total control over your instance. And then Mastodon is just an aggregator of instances. It's kind of like, um, kind of like Reddit. Think of it. I think it's, I think it's pretty comparable to Reddit. Reddit isn't really a thing in and of itself. It's just an aggregator of other things. Like if you took away mm -hmm. Reddit's aggregative capabilities, its content would be reduced to like probably like 10% of what it Yeah, is ask now. Reddit. That's like Yeah, it, like self posts really. basically. Yeah. It would be that would yeah. be it. So I, I think it's kinda like that. And then um do you wanna do you wanna talk about micro.blog? Like explain what it's about kind of? It's basically um, the same concept, right? Yeah, except it's more decentralized. It's yeah. more about like you literally own the server. Whereas Mastodon is kind of in this weird in between where it's I don't think quite far enough um independent because it's still I don't know like it's still private in a way and I, I still think that there there is a, a potential for future abuse because the, the idea in the article that, that gets hammered in is that these social medias are also like oh they're like the early internet but yeah. like what if Mastodon gets a billion users. Yeah, exactly. Because they like, talk what happened about... to the early internet? Like, it turned into what we yeah, have exactly. now. Yeah, exactly. Because they talk about how, like, Mark Zuckerberg had to, or, or is thinking of implementing a third-party um, committee to decide what is appropriate content for Facebook yeah. or, or other social medias. The problem, and, and, and the article says, maybe he has to do that because Facebook has over a billion users. But what if Mastodon gets a billion users? Yeah. It doesn't really solve any problem there yeah i agree it's and the the big thing the big thing in this article the 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 writer says oh i've had a blog for 12 years that that's hosted in i think like a small massachusetts like firm is like hosting his blog his server and he rents the server and he's like oh i'm so happy that i can i know that i have total control over my server and nobody's going to be like mining my data well what if that massachusetts little firm gets you know like 500,000 blogs like right mm. when you when you when you make when you scale things up it it changes everything right and okay yeah. let me put on my radical solution hat because this is like you're gonna hear a lot of uh, talk about radical solutions when it comes to me so these okay. these fucking indie social media things I don't think they solve the problem of of uh of social medias radically in any way. And if they don't solve them radically, once you scale them up, they just turn into the other social medias that we know. 
So like the biggest problem with these with things like Mastodon, like Mastodon is aggregating all these instances, right? Well, Reddit is aggregating a bunch of instances in its own way, and Reddit is desperately trying to monetize its its website, even though it's kind of failing at that. Also, yeah. Reddit, if you remember, um, because we're we are avid redditors. If you remember, a few months Seasoned. back, Reddit got acquired um, by like a Chinese company, mm-hmm. and there was this like push internally to limit anti-Chinese posts on Reddit, and then Reddit reacted mm-hmm. by posting a lot of like things about like Tiananmen Square. Yeah. And like anti anti Chinese stuff, and it's like okay, well there was there was obviously an attempt of Reddit, who is the aggregator in theory, to editorialize the website to control the content of the website the same way yeah. Twitter, YouTube, Facebook do it, right? Mm-hmm. So what would happen if Mastodon? Which is funny because that's actually the root of Reddit when they when Reddit launched, um, they made a bunch of alt accounts like the people who made Reddit yeah. to flood the website with content because they knew. <laughs> They didn't have any content yet. They didn't have any users. Yeah. So they made a bunch of different uh, random users that they would all comment on their own posts from other accounts and reply to each other. That's to really funny. Pretend like the website was way more um, active. I had no idea was. that was a thing. Yeah. Is this like factually true or is this just like a theory? Yeah, no, no, no. no. I, I, I remember reading an article about that. Like right as like, you know, it's like right before the transition from red from dig to reddit that's really uh, cool yeah Yeah, like so it's the same thing right like as soon as reddit scaled up like everything changed why wouldn't Mm. mastodon start taking its its data from the uh instances and start selling it it just doesn't make sense like they just they just don't have the users so they just don't have the incentive like mastodon is tiny micro.blog is the same thing like what happens if the the company that is hosting all these servers that you're renting because the the users i think rent the servers they don't actually like yeah. buy like you always rent servers you don't actually buy servers so yeah, what happens that when that company sees oh i have all these ser- i have all these people renting servers for me let me monetize them even further because there's yeah. so many of them i feel like this isn't a radical solution at all the only yeah. the only thing that would seem radical to me in this kind of situation would be if you fuck build your own fucking server like at home like yeah. you have your own server and it's literally it's only yours <laughs> there's no aggregate or aggregator it's just your server it's just your blog and that's it like there's no yeah. way there's but then then you have then, then there's no over. without an aggregator there's no social me like there's no social aspect to your, the media yeah you, exactly that you're so then you lose the social media part right yeah yeah because. If you implement social media aspects, let's say I build a fucking server at home, right? I build mm-hmm. a server and I call it, um, I don't know, I call it um, postmodern.blog, okay? Yeah. And then I add social media aspects to it. I add, like, you can make an account and then you can uh, add friends and then you can DM those friends. And then you can, oh, maybe you can make your own blog posts, but I'm still running the whole server. After a while, when I get a million fucking users, I'm going to try to monetize them. I'm going to try to get their data. I'm going to sell that data to Facebook or what was that company Facebook was selling data to? Cambridge, whatever. Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to call them up. I'm going to be like, hey, Mark Zuckerberg referred me to you guys. Uh, Do you want all this data? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'll do, right? As soon as you get a lot of people, as soon as you get a scale, I mean, as soon as it's scaled up, then you can't really escape that aspect of it. That's... Uh, uh, the, 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 the good thing about this article is that it kind of gives a hint as to t- towards the idea that you would need 
people to be to be spread out like the early days of right. the internet right yeah. you can't have these these platforms with 2 million 3 million 100 million users cuz then it's going to get mm. fucked up but if yeah. you have you know a couple thousand people perfect, on mastodon a couple example thousand example of this perfect example of this is how dig just like dug itself into a fucking hole and <laughs> nice just one. imploded itself yeah <laughs> I, i'm <laughs> glad subtle you liked right it. there <laughs> very subtle yeah. um i've yeah, never used dig. dig did you ever use it i've never even I, I been tried, on the website dude, it was i i tried i tried before reddit i had heard of, about dig from oh man like it's uh, I think I think it was Call for Help or something like that, or Tech TV. Okay. Uh, no, Tech TV was the the channel on on uh, on cable. Um, I remember them talking about Dig, and they ruin the website on their own because of um, decisions that the company was taking on how to uh, update the website you know they changed all the ui were these decisions like, made once dig like gained a lot of popularity like were they yeah okay. no yeah, yeah yeah for sure and it they got investors sense. and then the investors wanted or were influencing digs decisions on how to run the website oh we need to change the direction but then the thing is, is you change the direction too much and the users don't recognize the website anymore yeah they don't like it anymore it gets too big and then it implodes on itself where the content isn't good anymore because the people who make the content left for another website, which was Reddit, because it was an alternative. And you see that with nowadays, I think that there's a lot of people looking for an alternative to YouTube, but there just isn't a realistic one. There isn't one that's going to allow them to make money uh, to keep on living yeah. because a lot of YouTube content creators depend on YouTube's paychecks for their livelihood. Yeah. That's and why so it's, it's so bad now. Like before we could, yeah. I could imagine before like quote unquote, like dethroning these social media giants. But now there's so many people who actually live off of them. It's so weird. Like yeah. how many people have, um, Oh, well, this is a good transition too, but how many people on Instagram are full time influencers ah. and they just like, you know, their entire, their entire life is, is, is centered around like pay, their paychecks are from Instagram. So if mm. I'm, if I'm here advocating for, oh, let's tear Instagram down. Well, that person is going to, is going to be against me. They're, it's their lives, right? Like me, I'm doing, I'm going to yeah. say it because, oh, it's antisocial. Oh, it's ruining, it's ruining people's minds. Like it's making, it's, it's warping people's perception of reality. And that person's like, yeah, but I'm living off of it. Like I get to eat because yeah. of, of Instagram. It's so hard to argue against that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's like, um, it's like the equivalent of like people who are like, oh man, Brazil really has to stop like, uh, cutting down the um, trees and the rainforest. And, yeah. The rainforest basically. The Amazon. Yeah. The Amazon. And then and then uh, Brazil is like, okay, we realize that we we're doing this, but there's like X amount of people who are living because they ha they they have a job like cutting down trees. Right. Like, do you want to pay them? Yeah, which is oh man, I love I love the fact that like, um, in Chernobyl, like the main economy still comes from the power plant, just as before <laughs> oh, yeah, totally it me. exploded. Yeah, so like nowadays. Because um, before that, you know, the fathers of these people working at the Chernobyl power plant were actually, you know, running the power plant. But now the main economy of the surrounding cities is based on cleaning it up. So the, the sons of these people who actually worked at this uh, this factory, which was the main economic 
um, like a workforce yeah. uh, that supported Pripyat in, in the town of Chernobyl um, is now still like 30, what, 30, 40 years later, still the main economic uh, like force in the region. Yeah, like that's, because people that's, have that's jobs really cool. cleaning it up. That's actually like the reverse of this whole situation. It's like, oh, something yeah. terrible happened, and then it it created like opportunities <laughs> it created for people jobs, to actually yeah, live. But yeah. for us, it's like the creation of these jobs has created something terrible, or yeah. is is making right. it so that something terrible cannot be stopped, more or less. Okay, let's and let's talk about it, let's talk about influencers now. Unless yeah, you had, it's gone into a point where people can be born as commodity or born as an influencer as the second article from the new yorker states uh, the title is a history of the influencer from shakespeare to instagram uh it's an april uh article written by lawrence scott and in it it starts off with this amazing amazing quote example of uh, influencer it starts as late last year the Daily Mail identified Ralphie Wapplington as Britain's youngest social media influencer. Ralphie, who is two, has 20,000 Instagram followers. For most of his life, he has been an unknowing model of baby clothes and other infant paraphernalia. His parents photograph him according to briefs they receive from commercial partners. Members of his extended family must seek approval before posting their own photos of Ralphie lest an off-message picture harm his brand. Okay, there is so much wrong with those, like, four sentences. Yeah. Like, I don't even know where to start. First of it's all... It's insane. Yeah, uh, just, first of all, how the fuck... Okay, let's just... Actually, let's just talk about the, the most important part. Just the right. word influencer has to be the weirdest fucking term that is generally accepted right now. Honestly, right. the first time I heard this word, I think it was probably like three years ago, four years ago when it really started popping up or when I saw it anyway. Um, right. I saw this word and I was like, is this is this sarcastic? Like, because I just saw it like somebody somebody's Twitter profile basically said that they were, you know, how people's Twitter profiles. It's like, oh, I'm a, a traveler, <laughs> um, accountant and dog lover. I have 12 right? jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that, that yeah. like that kind of um that kind of Twitter profile, but it was like influencer. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Are they, are they serious or are they being sarcastic? So I looked it up yeah. and I saw that this was actually a thing. Like people actually call themselves influencers and it's considered a normal thing. I don't know about you, but when I hear influencer, I, 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 I just feel like, like it's something out of an Orwell book or something, you know, like <laughs> it reminds me of in 1984, like the, the ministry of love was the ministry of torture. Like you would send people there to just torture them. And it was called the ministry of love. Like influencers yeah. just seems like a really fucked up euphemism for like manipulators or brainwashers or something. I, I don't, I, mm -hmm. I don't even know like advertisers if you want, if you right. want to get like yeah. really corporate, like anti-capitalist or, yeah. um, but yeah, I feel like even the word is really weird. And mm. I'm surprised that we accept it so much now. Like, it's like brute forced itself into acceptance, I feel. Or maybe nobody problem. was, nobody was, nobody had a problem with it in the first place. Maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Do you, do you feel like it's a, it's a weird word? I, I, I think it is a weird word, but I think we've accepted it because we live in a capitalistic society. Because um, one of the points that I really wanted to drive home with this, this quote is... Um, because there's a separate thing. There's how, I think it was the U.S. 
made it illegal on social media platforms. If you are being sponsored or paid uh, to advertise a product, you have to have unambiguous language telling people, clarifying people to people that this is an advertising. What do you mean by unambiguous language? It has to have like hashtag ad or advertisement. <laughs> That's why you've seen like if, if for example, um, on Twitch, uh, when a streamer has uh, is playing a game that was given to them by the game developers or by the publisher, they have to put in the title of their stream hashtag advertisement. Okay. hashtag sponsorship it has to be unambiguous okay because they can get in trouble they can get banned so you can you have to reveal that you're being you have to sponsored. okay that's that's now, that's good but I is that effective at all no i don't think it matters at all because in a capitalistic society <laughs> being an like sponsorship itself as its its own thing regardless of what the product is is a goal worth striving for you look at an influencer and you see the product that they're they're advertising. You're not looking at the product as like something you actually need. You're seeing it as a, a means to an end to become your own ad campaign, to be able to live this life oh. that is afforded for being an ad campaign. Yeah. That's... And so you have this desire to emulate and conform to what the influencers show you because you want to live this lifestyle and the lifestyle is just as intrinsically linked to the product that they're selling that even if they say it's an advertising that doesn't fucking matter because you want to be the advertisement it doesn't matter at all that it's telling you that what it is yeah it's oh, telling you, you just in plain language what you should be yeah and i think that uh the article also talks about an, a really, really interesting, but really like nightmarish scenario where you have people that um, like pose with pictures of products on Instagram yeah. without even being sponsored by them, but pretending to be or like yeah, implying that exactly. they're sponsored by them in order to to like gain a rep and to get future sponsorships. Yeah, I feel like that's just, just like the most fucking like if Marx read this article. He would be pulling his hair out. He'd be like, oh, no, we live in the capitalist nightmare, you know, like it's right. it's reached a point where you have advertising for free, not even yeah. for free. You have advertising yeah, yeah. for the sake of possibly being able to do more advertising. Yeah. So that is just like that's so that's so late stage. I feel like it's not even late stage. It's like post capitalism entirely. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, by the way, we're not going to pay you, but please advertise our product for us. Yeah. And then maybe somebody else will pick you up so that you can advertise their product for them. Yeah. It's not for free. the exact thing we were talking about earlier uh, before the podcast about people renting cars to have this status symbol. Oh, yeah. You want to explain to it in detail? The Miami thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so there's, there's a rental car scene in Miami. This is from a video from, from Vice. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like they're an amazing source. But hey, it was an interesting video. So fuck me, right? Um, and... In the video, it talks about the rent, exotic rental car scene in Miami and how people um, rent Lamborghinis and Rolls Royces and Bentleys to appear like they're millionaires, to appear like they have worth so that people will give them attention. They'll roll up to the club and people will be like, holy shit, this guy has a Lamborghini. I want to talk to him. Yeah. And they'll give him attention, give them attention. Um and that's exactly what's going on here is, you know, like, 
oh, you take a photo of you with like your your fancy ten dollar juice. Um, like, oh, I love these guys. They help me so much, right? And it's like you're making it ambiguous on whether or not they're actually paying you or not because you want to seem important enough for this company to make you their ad campaign. You are advertising this goal yeah. to be an ad, which is, it, it, you know, it doesn't fucking matter that you, you clarify your sponsorship. It's just as subversive. And who's who says that those people are going to be like looking at your your description too? Because from what I've seen, yeah. they tend to put that like hashtag ad stuff like at the very end, at the very bottom after yeah, their yeah, list. Yeah. Like you know this, you you're all about those long lists of hashtags. Oh um, hell yeah! So they put it at the very end of their long list of hashtag. And sometimes it's really funny. Sometimes they put multiple. They're like hashtag ad, hashtag sponsor, hashtag thank you, hashtag. Uh, um, influencer or something i'm like wow yeah, you really yeah. you're really hammering this in like you know like, because i think people actually look at those hashtags because they want to be that kind of person yeah it's like it's like an element of pride now like yeah. being being a, a vessel for advertising is somehow um something to be proud of i feel yeah it's super and it's oh man it's like, it's like taking it's taking um, marketing to its full extent, you yeah. Know? Because in, around the '50s, you have this movement within advertising to start selling products not as the product themselves, not as the merit of the product, but as what it can give you for a lifestyle. Yeah. But now it's gone past that, where you're not even talking about like the product giving you it, its own lifestyle. It's the lifestyle is the product. Yeah. Completely. It's- the lifestyle is the product and what's interest what they're selling you on isn't even the product itself it's being an ambassador for the product yeah. like they're yeah. advertising uh, they're advertising advertising <laughs> to you yeah they're like yeah. become us like you want to be like um i don't know like who's a famous instagram person like Ky- Ky- kylie jenner kylie jenner yeah, yeah. Kyle, yeah. you want to be like kylie jenner so you also want to advertise uh, makeup Mm-hmm. It's not even about like buying the makeup. Oh, it's no. It's it's so honestly really impressive. Commodity. Like I have to tip my my Ushanka, my communist hat. <laughs> I have to tip it to these <laughs> capitalist pigs. They've done a really good job, honestly. Yeah. And it, and it kind of makes sense, I feel like the way the, like tying back into our previous conversation, like you're able to reach peak capitalism through the destruction of the social like mm. you're you're I don't feel like this kind of um this kind of advertising enterprise could have happened without social media right like without that disconnection without that yeah. that that erosion of social relations because you can't mm-hmm. you can't be displaying you you can't be pretend like I, I'm not going oh my god I just imagined the most cringiest situation I just imagined me and you sitting in like a on like a patio and I just pick up a can of coke and I'm like man I really like this coke <laughs> I just stare at you like I'm advertising the coke in real life to you all. Y- you can't do that. It has to be it has to be in some quarter, some sort of like highlight reel disconnected yeah. sort of like gallery situation. Yeah. It's yeah, so because fitting. when you're hanging out, when you're when you're in the social interaction with someone, you're not you're you're seeing every single moment, you know, you're seeing every little like you're seeing this person sneeze. 
or some you know fart or some shit right you're seeing like them oh i have to go to the bathroom but people aren't you know unless you're like <laughs> dr distance right <laughs> or something you're not going to go and advertise i'm in the bathroom peeing is so great uh, yeah. like you're only gonna show like this like unnatural like just like snippet this snapshot of your life which it can entirely be fabricated there's uh, an example an anecdote that i wanted to talk about on that that happened recently um my parents were visiting um were, were visiting me um in montreal and what happened is we went up this like mountain and there was this beautiful view of of um of montreal and there was these two girls dressed up to the nine you know like if they were going to a gala <laughs> they were in their like insanely like uh pretty dresses like it looks like they're out they're going out let me like, guess they weren't the going night. to a gala no they were well one it was like 11 a.m <laughs> so i doubt it it's probably wait not you're a photographer for a tell me is 11 a.m like the best time for photography definitely not <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst okay it's the, the the light is the harshest at uh from 11 to 1 it's the worst thing it, it's gonna blow up your highlights anyways that's dude that's okay so they were anyways. in the wrong place at the wrong time dressed unaccordingly what were they doing yeah they had a bottle of champagne and glasses and they were posing uh for I, I can only assume to be Instagram as there was a, their f- other friend who was not dressed up to the nines um, taking pictures of them on a phone and then pre- pretending like they were drinking, like they were toasting, pr- making it seem like there was no one else on this mountain or like in, on this like observation point and making it seem like they were like at a party or something and they were like directing this person on how to take a picture for this fake event (laughs) and so like it's gotten to a point where people are making events for the sole purpose of being photographed and to share it because i think it's interesting because in in the past people would share their photos but it was mostly as a social interaction yeah the the way that people like my, my mom talks at length about how boring it was when her aunts would come back from vacation and they would pull out the slide projector and they'd be like, this is us in front of the Parthenon. This is also us in front of the Parthenon. And there'd be 36 photos of them just in front of the same goddamn ruin. Like in the 80s and 70s. On a a projector? Like on the wall? Yeah, on the projector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, that sounds so tacky. It, it's extremely tacky, but that's how people would share their photos before um, before digital printing happened. Because yeah. uh, around the 80s and 90s, you start to get um, machines that can scan yeah, negatives. Here we go, guys. He's going to talk about photography for that can the scan next hour. negatives and then digitally print them. That's what you see in every single family photo album. Okay, it's that kind of technology. But before that, you didn't have that, so you had to keep the actual uh, negatives, which were not negatives; they were positives that's how it was able to be projected um okay and that's how people would share photos but it was a family event it was boring as fuck but hey because you would see every fucking picture you know people wouldn't like edit their their timeline of the (laughs) vacation photos but that's how people would share their photos and it was really like an event that people would share together and the point wasn't to share the photos right the point no. was also to like be around your family, like you would talk about the trip, you know, it's other stuff. But exactly. here, like in your situation with the girls with the champagne at 11 a.m., 
the point is to be sharing those photos on Instagram, right? Like, yeah. the game, quote-unquote, is the end now. Like, I know that you're reading um, um, the Weber nice book Weber. right now, the uh, Protestant Ethic and the Spirit of Capitalism, and he mm-hmm. talks about that, but he talks about how the, the profit game has become the end for capitalists. Well, now we've, mm. gone pu- we've gone past that where the social media game has become the end, right? Like, th- right. the point of the game is to just make a good appearance on Instagram now. It's not about actually, yeah. like, being at that event. Like, imagine, yeah. imagine taking time out of your day. I don't think I've ever done this. Like, doing something f- with the sole purpose of it being, oh, I'm going to post this on Instagram. I know that you post your work on Instagram, but mm-hmm. I'm, like, 99% sure that you don't take a picture thinking, oh, I need to fill my Instagram quota for the month, right? You no. know what I mean? Or maybe you do Yeah, do especially because, um, like, I think on Instagram right now, I think I have 350-somewhat posts, something like that, right? Oh, yeah, what's your Instagram, William? At PretenderKing. All right, me. there we go. Oh, yeah. Um, I got to get the plug There's plug-in. no podcast Anyways. without plugging our social medias, even though we've exactly. been criticizing social media We don't have sponsors yet. We hour. can't. Squarespace, Audible. You know, we don't no, have don't those, shout those them yet. out. You're literally doing what we <laughs> criticized. No free advertising. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, my God, you idiot. <laughs> what have we been talking about this whole time? Oh. See, guys, we, we slip for like one second. You, ta- you, you stop thinking about the topic for one second and you just do it automatically. That's how bad it is. It's just the default. It's the default now. Like, ad- free advertising is the default, guys. No, no, no. I s- you didn't listen no, to me, No, you weren't man. sarcastic. Said- you slipped. <laughs> you weren't being sarcastic. You fucking slipped. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. F- fuck you. All right. Anyways. Um, no, because I have, like, over probably 4,000 pictures on my... Um, like on my computer computer. from no no like 4,000 film pictures right yeah but a lot of them I don't show and I only show in real life right I actually print them yeah or I just never post them yeah but there's no picture that you take for the sole purpose of posting on Instagram right no no like there's no there's no there's not a single thing that you do which which like where the end game is like displaying it on social media like you're not sitting at home thinking oh my god I need to come up with something clever to tweet it right you're not yeah. you're not like oh I wonder if Instagram would accept me like kind of showing my girlfriend's nipple in this in this picture like you know like you're not yeah, thinking yeah. of that yeah but yeah. there's people that are and that's just really weird to me like how, it just seems weird like defining like creating actual activities for just to display them on this like anti-social yeah. platform as we've described it yeah and it, it it makes social media bleed into the everyday where it's now not just a little pastime it literally consumes every waking moment of your life where because it's uh asking you to conform asking you to be these things then you have to spend an inordinate amount of time just trying to become someone that instagram deems accessible uh, like accept acceptable yeah and it's that's that's the vexing part of social media it's it's how it bleeds into the everyday and how this windshield is more and more spreading outside of the car it's 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 more and more influencing our behavior 
uh, off of social media just as much as it is influencing our behavior on social me- yeah. media. Um, I mean, we've been, how long has this been going for? This has been going for like an hour almost. And we've been ripping mm-hmm. on social media for the full hour. Like there has to be, I feel like there's some positive still to social media, right? Like, yeah. Like, okay. So you were saying um, how it's like affecting real life in almost every aspect, right? There yeah. has to be ways in which it can affect real life in a good way, right? I feel like politically, there's areas in which social media can be useful, right? Um, yeah. Like the Me Too movement was, was a really big thing. I actually, It actually was a topic for one of my classes this year. Like one of, the, one, of the, one of the topics over the course of the year was whether or not the Me Too movement was helpful or was it harmful towards like women's rights and stuff like that because it was on social media. And I thought that was really interesting, like in a political science class, how we were talking about social media more or less. Because it's just so pervasive. Like, yeah. do you think that something like Me Too, like, is that a positive? Is that is that like a is that proof of like the positive impact of social media? Or do you think it's still think it's still fucked up? It's like before when I told you like if that person actually feels good about themselves on social media, you're like, no, if they feel good about themselves when they use social media, it's still fucking bad. Do you think it's that? Yeah. I think it's 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 very hard to answer that question because I think that. There is obviously merit, you know. You look at like the Arab Springs. That couldn't fucking happen without Twitter, right? Yeah. You look at that and just there's no way. There's no way that could have happened in the same way without Twitter. Yeah. And then you look at me too, and it's, there's no way it could have spread like that because uh, the thing is, is that even though Instagram, even though Twitter or Facebook try so hard to conform ideas, they still can't entirely censor all of the user's population. Unlike, uh, say, if we were getting all of our media from uh, traditional media sources like the news or entertainment TV or, or tabloids or what what have you. Yeah. Um, and I think there is merit in that. There is merit in the way that um, the content you post is more or less dem- democratic, uh, where anyone can post something Anyone can say anything, and ideas can be shared that way. The problem is, is when social media is not used for that. When social media is used for self-aggrandizing. Because we can look at any social movement and we see people who uh, post inflammatory Twitter uh, comments. And then they, they just leave it at that. They're like, I've done my protest for the day. Pat myself yeah. on the back. I really Thoughts showed it to the man. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. It's yeah. like, it's the same thing. You know, Republicans will be like, oh, no, it's not, now is not the time to talk about gun control. Uh, okay, so you're saying or, that, like, it can both, it can both, like, be a boost to political participation in a good way, but it can also, like, hinder political participation by, like, diluting it, right? By, like, yeah. creating a fake because, sort of political participation, like, a tweet is being political yeah. somehow, right? Because I actually the see thing that is, a lot. Like, that... a lot of people who are, like, tweeting, especially, um, um, yeah, a lot of people who are tweeting, like, Black Lives Matter types of things. But at the same time, you don't really see them, like, because we were talking about how it's the, it's the highlight, right? Like, you don't really see them mm-hmm. posting pictures of them going to Black Lives Matter rallies. I wonder why. And this could be the same yeah. thing about even like conservatives or like super capitalists. Like I'm sure they're like Ben Shapiro followers. I'm sure all they do is tweet like Ben Shapiro, but they don't actually do shit. Like, yeah. I, like 
is this just like the the opiate of the masses thing? Is the, are we I back think, to Marx? <laughs> I think it's because anyone can join anything on social media. You know. Yeah. Anyone can just join. Can can just say on social media, "I'm a feminist," right? And it's just not true. Um, like they may they may actually not be a feminist. You know, they may believe in like scum feminism or turf feminism, yeah. which is a perversion of, of of a lot of forms of of feminism. Yeah. And so they might associate themselves with this movement, but it dilutes what the actual word means. Um, and and so then people will under this banner claim things or say things but not actually do anything there's even um i forget his name but i was watching a, a stream where they were looking at this guy who claims to be a centrist uh, liberal but then he was arguing on like why sub-saharan immigrants that are coming through like crossing the atlantic ocean and going to the u.s through the mexico border are like harmful alien immigrants he was just regurgitating white nationalist um, sentiments and and yeah. conservative talking points. But he was claiming under this banner that he was centrist, that he was left-leaning. But his actual words were not. And so it becomes problematic because you can have someone and you can you can just have this highlight of this person where you're just like, you see one or two tweets and you're like, I agree with this person because they made... Uh, some kind of comment that wasn't that uh, egregious or um, they claimed I'm a feminist blah 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 and you're like I'm a feminist too I'm gonna follow this person and then slowly your thoughts start to change as this person posts weirder and stranger content that doesn't really follow this initial banner yeah. uh, word the good and old bait and switch exactly yeah, yeah. And it can be it can be problematic. Um, it can be extremely problematic. Yeah, it's like when you when you listen to um, I don't know like the H three H three podcast, and then the H three H three podcast. Obviously, like all they do is do goofy YouTube videos. Probably they should probably stick to doing goofy YouTube videos. But no, they made the mistake of venturing into politics, so they bring Jordan Peterson on three times. Jordan Peterson isn't that conservative, but then you listen to Jordan Peterson in HPH3, who you're probably idolizing, because let's be real, they're really funny. I think they're really funny anyway. They're, they're agreeing with Jordan Peterson, so you're like, oh, Jordan Peterson's cool. Then you go on Jordan Peterson's YouTube channel, and then Jordan mm. Peterson is talking with Ben Shapiro. And then Jordan Peterson is agreeing with Ben Shapiro, and then you're like, man, maybe Ben Shapiro's really cool. And then you're a white nationalist. Yeah. So it's already too late for you at that point. Yeah. And then and then what happens is the algorithm, YouTube's algorithm is like, oh, this guy's left uh, right leaning. So I'm only going to show videos like yeah. Ben Shapiro destroys yeah. left leaning university student. Yeah. And, and then it just you're just in the echo chamber. Yeah. I personally experienced that, by the way, like I because I, I, because I go to I went to UFT. I recently graduated. So Jordan Peterson is a big deal there. right? Like everybody's always talking about him. Everybody's always like loving or hating him. But I had no idea what he was about, so I was like, okay, let me look into this guy. So I got his book, and I read it, instead of, like, pretending that I read it or pretending that I knew what it was about. And I looked up his YouTube videos, okay? His book was shit. His YouTube videos, as long as he's not talking about politics, they're okay-ish, okay? But YouTube thought that I was, like, a hardcore 
fucking right right leaning guy and so they kept le- like ben shapiro is just the funniest guy man i swear to god like those videos ben shapiro destroys this guy ben shapiro d- destroys a trans advocate or whatever those are just the best yeah. thing steven crowder videos they're really funny too I, but apparently that was all my youtube was about it took me six months to escape the conservative uh algorithm, algorithm. and then i watched <laughs> one jordan peterson video to see because he popped up again after retiring i guess from p- the political scene or being washed okay. up and then i watched one and then it came back and it took me another month oh my god so it's really bad and it's yeah. like it wasn't even under my control like imagine if it wasn't someone not to toot my own horn but not someone as uh, educated as me not someone who uh, could <sighs> think critically you know like me no let's yeah. just say it was some like young guy like a 16 f- year old guy who has mm. no idea about anything right he just like sees a Jordan Peterson video and then he sees um, a Ben Shapiro video and all this kind of stuff. And these just the same way as the as the Instagram profiles are highlight reels. These YouTube videos are also highlight reels. Like, honestly, yeah. sometimes it's hard to like watch these YouTube videos and just straight up disagree because they just take the best points from the side they want to support and the worst points from the side they want to disagree with. And then they just display them to you. And then yeah. you, you, you have a conservative 16 year old. And we have so yeah. many of them now, right? Like, how many young people are voting for Trump? There's quite a few of them, actually. Like, white, white, young white men, young black men, young women, even. It just, it just happens. And it, it's out of their control. It was actually just YouTube, for example, that created this conservative kid, in my example. That's, mm. like, super harmful. But you could get yeah. the opposite, too. You could have Twitter creating a new feminist. And I actually wanted to talk about this because we were talking about the Me Too thing. The Me Too thing mm. did have some ups and downs, I got to say. Like... A lot of like false accusations, like false coming outs on Twitter, a lot of real ones, a lot of ones that we couldn't know. So it had like a lot of back and forth, right? Like some people, I feel like some people misuse the Me Too movement as like a means to gain attention or popularity on Instagram. Yeah, like Johnny Depp's wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Um, But a movement actually that I really appreciated that I didn't at first, but then I thought about it a bit and I actually really appreciated it was the, the sex strike. Did you hear about this? Yeah, you mentioned it a little Okay, so in, just in to private. explain it really quickly. So basically there was this like sex strike that started off of social media, basically, or like gained popularity through social media, as everything does nowadays, um, where basically women were like withholding sex, more or less, like to simplify things. They were just withholding sex from their um, significant others, no matter who they were. And at first, when I heard about this, I had the obvious like super smooth brain take, like, Oh, what the fuck? This is so unfair to those innocent guys who are probably actually supporting women's rights, right? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that's a pretty natural response to, to, to anybody hearing that. Like, when there's just, like, a widespread reaction to something, regardless of what's going on, you're always thinking about, well, what about the innocents, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I actually thought about it, I was like, well, what, do you, what, are, what are women supposed to do to get their husbands to, like, not, or husbands or boyfriends or wives or whatever, right? what are they supposed to do for them to actually care but in a meaningful in a meaningful way like it's not just like yeah. patting their wife or their girlfriend on the back like oh yeah i support you honey and i'll be a good boyfriend to you i'll treat you right I'll, i won't like discriminate against you no that's not enough like you want them to be like marching in the, yeah. in the streets with you right? and, it, and, and what better is... way to motivate someone than not having sex with them right and that's literally the most anti-capitalist thing i think a a woman could do because uh capitalism puts so much emphasis on the the role of women being to make 
babies so that they can make more people to enter the labor force so yeah. they can keep making uh pr- like they can keep producing yeah um and when you take that away that is the most potent uh activism that you can do yeah in my and opinion it's, and it's like a true social move like it's a, it's it's done through social media but it's truly social because the withholding of sex has to be done in a social setting like you can't withhold yeah. sex virtually for the most part i'm guessing unless you have yeah. this like really weird instagram exclusive relationship or something i don't i don't know man it probably exists somewhere know. but for the like, most part like, like the movie her yeah yeah I, i'm sure it exists mm-hmm. but for the most part like the the withholding of sex is done in a social and a physical way like it's not a virtual thing so it's an actual it's like an actual it's an actual way that social media actually enabled a social a socio-political movement in a in a real way like in a useful way i i can't believe i had like such a smooth brain take on it at first honestly like it was some really really like small dick meninist energy i gotta say when when i first heard about it like that's my confession there but okay uh, to be honest i agree with the sex trick like their their methods i think it's really really smart but holy fuck if my girlfriend by the way i don't have a girlfriend single hit me up ladies but if my girlfriend instagram what What's your Instagram? Well, I don't really use Instagram, but it's at Takeen R. <laughs> but if my hypothetical girlfriend had done that, I would have been so mad. Oh, my God. Fuck, it would have been so hard to, like, think about it objectively if I was actually caught up in the situation. Right. Like, maybe the only reason why I agree with them is because I'm single. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, I know that you're not single, William. Did your girlfriend do the sex strike thing with you? Well, no, because she's it's legal here. So, uh, like, abortion is legal here. So yeah, okay. It's not necessary. But I mean, it could um, just be a general thing for like women's rights, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you um, think she would have I mean, done it if abortion was illegal? Withheld um, sex from because I know you're like a you're you're a very good boyfriend to her. You're you know you're not a you're not <laughs> a you're, you're not a misogynist or whatever. So maybe she would. <laughs> and I know that she's also a really nice person. So would she have like? felt bad for I you would she have felt like she would she was like treating you unfairly or would she have just yeah. like taken the high road like the big brain big feminist energy type of move i don't move. think she would because um i don't think we see like that part of a relationship as a as a like a, as a one-sided transaction in a way it's something that we both uh, want in that way yeah no if it I, was no, no but if it was illegal i think for the same reasons I wouldn't want to, because I would be scared uh, about her becoming pregnant and us not being able to um, do yeah. anything about it, yeah. about about her not being able to choose for her, her own body. And so I think it would be a problem for me too, uh, for, for me as well, like, because... <laughs> for I me mean, too, we have this, move there. Good oh my God. Good use <laughs> that was not intentional, but uh, I'll, I'll take it. Um, it's not, like, it would be a problem for me too, because, like, if she... If we had a baby, we don't have the financial means to take care of it. Um, I don't even know what we would do, right? And so I think that I, it would also be a reason for me to not do that. And so I think maybe if it did happen, uh, it would just in the way push us to... um, protest and to actually do some decisive action um so that we could get back to fucking (laughs) so you think you think that you would just like protest okay 
Wait, okay, okay, wait, wait. Let's say... Let's say that there's no risk of you being... Um, like, you're sterile, okay? Okay. You're sterile, but um, your, your girlfriend isn't, okay? Let's say there's no risk mm -hmm. for you to impregnate her. But she can be pregnant, okay? So she actually cares about abortion rights, right? Yeah. So abortion is illegal mm -hmm. and sh she decides she doesn't want to withhold sex from you right because there's no risk for her anyway right right but she wants to go out and protest for abortion rights would you be motivated to go and to go and walk out with her and there's no shame in saying no because this is an actual like apathy is a real thing like i think no i think i would still want to because there are still ways through non-consensual sex for a woman to get pregnant unfortunately and so i think that it would yeah. be just as beneficial um even if i was sterile to allow uh all women to be able to decide their the faith of their own bodies okay so we're lucky that you're just so benevolent that you're just thinking of all women and the i'm basically jesus have you seen yet. my hair and my beard oh i have I'm, such a hard time believing you because of all this like capitalism shit we've been talking about this whole time but I guess I'll just give you what? the benefit of the doubt. Honestly, I don't I know mean, for myself. I don't know for myself what I would have done if she, if my hypothetical girlfriend did not withhold sex. I know that if she did, though, I would for certain either break up with her or go fucking march with her. That's for sure. <laughs> that is like 100% right. guarantee. Which is why it's such a good protest. Because one, yeah. if you didn't protest in the first place, you might not be the ideal boyfriend yeah. if... Uh, if she was inclined to protest yeah, too. Yeah, I agree. And it's forcing action for the people who who, who just need that extra little push to get them out of action. I mean, it's a big push, let's be real. It's a, it's it's a, a pretty big push. It's big. a pretty essential part of social lives and relationships yeah. as far as most people are concerned. I love it, though. It's such a good tactic. I've, I've never... I don't oh, think I've amazing. ever seen of something like non-monetary being parlayed so hard mm. for, again, a non-monetary cause. Does that make well, sense? That, it's because, yeah, it's because it's so intrinsic to capitalism, like being able to reproduce. Yeah. Right. And that's why that's one of the that's one of the reasons why I think like uh, Republicans or conservatives want to limit the ability for women to have this this choice because they want as many nah people. nah that's some dumb shit conservatives are way too fucking dumb to actually understand the workings of capitalism to understand that if women have more babies that's more customers for them i don't believe that for a second they're way too stupid for that okay but it's the result you know it's yeah, more yeah, that's it's more the result but there's no way there's like a fuck like there's no way ted cruz is sitting in his home and he's like, oh, man, how do I make more babies so I can sell yeah, more oil yeah. to them or something? Like, I, I don't believe that at all. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still... Yeah, okay. No, right. I, think, I think Republicans are pretty smooth-brained in the future. Um, but I think, I think that that's the result. You know, it's, it's, it's more people in debt, which is good for capitalism. More people that are dependent on... Uh, following the conform like conforming to capitalistic norms, and uh, especially especially unwanted children, which disproportionately ha um, are likely to have a life of crime, yeah. uh, to to um, to enter the private prison system and to benefit um, private prison owners. 
Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. We're not gonna. I, I know you tried to like yeah, yeah. Sm- slip in, like slide in the private prison topic, but I feel like it's that's too yeah, that's yeah, too yeah, much of a topic too, in and of itself. Too tangential. I think we should try to wrap this up now. Um, uh, we've been ripping on capitalism. I mean, not capitalism, well, on capitalism, but social media this whole time. We yeah. gave like some some somewhat of a good good aspect of it in in this discussion. I think we should end it on like a kind of fun note. Um. What do you think of doing a social media tier list? Okay, like I'm, I'm down. Real we still, we still haven't talked about ethical algorithms, though. Oh, you want to talk about ethical algorithms? All I right. think we should. Well, think William we should. came up with this beautiful band name called Ethical Algorithms. <laughs> so why don't you tell us what it's about? So can YouTube, for example, because we were talking about algorithms with, you know, you, you watch one Jordan Peterson video and all of a sudden you're alt-right, you know. Yeah. Can YouTube make an ethical algorithm then? Because the idea that I have is that it's impossible. Even if you found a way to... Because, I mean, YouTube is a private company. They can decide... Free speech does not uh, affect them. If they decide to only platform uh, left-leaning viewpoints, that's entirely on them. Uh, Right-leaning pundits are free to go to, I don't know, Vimeo. There's yeah. not any other alternative, really, but they're free to find their own platform. Yeah, I mean, the open market is going to equalize the bar. Exactly. Dur, 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 dur. <laughs> yeah, even though there's only really YouTube. Yep. So can YouTube actually make an ethical algorithm? I don't think that they can because if, like, they will always find, people will always find a way to game the algorithm. They will always find a way to subvert it. They'll find what words get flagged, yeah. what um, what things they can't say, and instead they'll start to put dog whistles into their videos. Yeah. They'll start to skirt around the issue, and that's why you have a lot of people who are white nationalists not call themselves white nationalists. Yeah. They don't call themselves racists, even though you come, like come on, bro, you're not fooling anyone. But they say they're not these things because those things would get flagged. Yeah. They instead say things like. <laughs> Uh, illegal aliens or um, uh, they're destroying the American way of life yeah. or they're thugs or they're like they're urban you know like yeah. these like dog whistle words that well you know if you were just talking about like they're talking about black know. people by the way guys <laughs> yeah a, a forehead you know like yeah. it's it's so easy to, to just so, like use different language that your audience will understand and will keep perpetuating this hateful message but it still uh, is possible under this like ethical algorithm and if you did truly create an ethical algorithm that was somehow able to take out all these dog whistles you wouldn't be able to say anything anymore because everything could be a dog whistle yeah you know what if you were talking about urban planning oh you said urban (laughs) you must be talking about black people and so your videos delisted it's like it, it would be impossible to flag all these videos without human um, ed, like input. Um, input, which is impossible on a platform on YouTube, which has like an unimaginable number of minutes being uploaded per second. Yeah, I, I agree. But <laughs> I think that there's a way for it to be not the algorithm, but the editorializing of YouTube can be done in right. a more ethical way the problem okay. is that youtube is a capitalist enterprise but let's just say that it wasn't right yeah if it wasn't you can just look at the people who are like spreading misinformation like 
not even woefully, like intentionally spreading misinformation, and you deplatform them if they're if they're big. So, right. Um, you know who I'm gonna say right now? Ben Shapiro has to be deplatformed, in my opinion. He is too big. Okay. He is spreading too many lies, and his influence is just a, a net negative, socially, politically. Right. Except for YouTube's bank account and for his bank account. Like, exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's what is YouTube's... Problem. Yeah, because that's the thing. YouTube is going to make a calculated decision. What is more worth? Okay, having Ben Shapiro on the platform, which brings in so many views. Yeah. Or the outrage that he creates, right? Yeah, and the And problem- since YouTube doesn't really have any competition, there's no... There's nothing, there's there's no value in any of that. Because, oh, the people complaining about Ben Shapiro, what are they going to do? Go on Vimeo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and, and the worst thing is that YouTube's customers aren't the viewers. That's the worst thing. YouTube's customers are the advertisers. Yeah. That's the biggest problem, right? Because YouTube is only th- isn't thinking what is harmful to my customers, what is not harmful, or what is harmful to my viewers, what is har- not harmful to my viewers, because my viewers are my customers. No. Yeah. YouTube is thinking... What do my customers like? And those customers are the advertisers. Well, what if yeah. you have, um, I don't know, what's like a famously conservative fucking company? Fucking like. I don't know, uh, the Republican Party. Okay. <laughs> Let's just make it easy, okay? Okay, I was gonna say something like, uh, what's that chicken, like fast food place? Kentucky? Chick fil A. Chick fil A. Chick fil A. Oh, yeah, Chick like- fil A. Papa John's, Papa John's. <laughs> so you have Papa John's a video about urban people. Yeah, Papa John's wants to have their advert their ads playing on you guessed it, Ben Shapiro's YouTube channel, okay? Well, YouTube has no incentive to deplatform Ben Shapiro then because they, they yeah. lose Papa John's as a customer, right? Yeah. What are they gonna like they're not gonna lose YouTube isn't because as you said it's a monopoly. YouTube isn't gonna lose me or you as a as a viewer oh, because you, you cut out real quick. Oh Can you repeat that. Sorry, I said YouTube isn't gonna lose me or you as a viewer because yeah. w- because they're platforming Ben Shapiro. No, we're just not gonna watch his videos. If we're really mm. adamant, we're gonna dislike his videos. But I've I don't think I've ever disliked a video actually. Yeah, it's but, not going to do anything, really. Yeah, exactly. But Ben Shapiro is attracting a lot of viewers, and those viewers are watching the ads. So as long as YouTube's customers are the advertisers and not the viewers, then you have a problem because YouTube is not interested in the well-being or in the in the happiness of the viewers as much as the advertisers. And this this mm. we can tie this into a hypothetical that I had, which was, let's say, for example, that YouTube... Um, the government bans advertising on um, any platform on the internet, okay? This isn't going to happen, so it's very hypothetical, okay? So YouTube can't run ads anymore. They al- the government also bans and makes it impossible to data mine, okay? So YouTube can't mine your data. So what YouTube does is, hypothetically again, YouTube creates a subscription model. So you pay $15 a month, and that $15 a month that you pay is like spread, I guess, I guess it's going to be spread across your subscribe channels, or maybe you can like individually subscribe to channels, whatever. It's like a subscription model where you pay. Okay. Yeah. Would that change the way YouTube is right now? Or would Ben Shapiro still be platformed or would, um, or would he, where the, would there be actual pressure to have Ben Shapiro deplatformed? Because I don't you think would still have yeah. the conservatives who would pay like a subscription to watch Ben Shapiro, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. then what if you have the majority of your audience who's like, no, we're paying you, YouTube, get rid of Ben Shapiro. Like, would that actually have an impact? 
do you think? You would need, again, like, YouTube would have to make a, like, uh, informed decision on what is hurting the platform more. This outrage or these viewpoints being shared. Um, and so the answer is, 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 is it's, it's all in, like, what would represent the most capital loss. Yeah, again, it YouTube. has to be, like, a measurable capital loss for it to be a decision that YouTube makes. It's yeah. so annoying. Like the fact that these, it's like, it's like, I know, I know we said that we wouldn't talk about it and I want to not talk about it, but like the public, the the private prison system is just Mm. so fucked up that like something as not essential, but as important as a prison could be private. Like something as big as YouTube, the fact that it's private just messes with everything. Just turning it into a capitalist enterprise messes messes with the 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 way it should work or the way you would want it to work for it to be like ethical as we talked about like are are you saying you want a communist youtube i mean i said it before we have to own our own servers boy oh yeah true oh shit yep youtube is gonna turn into i mean the logo is already red so they're they're already like one step yeah just need to add a bit of yellow (laughs) and you're you're not enough yellow in here (laughs) oh youtube you dropped your hammer and your sickle (laughs) Let me give them back to you. Right as you give YouTube back to the people. Thank you, YouTube. All right. Do we have any more topics we want to talk about? Or do we want to do a quick tier list and then close this out? Um, no, I think, I think that's it. All right. I'm going to start the tier list by saying that Twitter is the best. Twitter is at the top. Holy shit. I think that Twitter is at the top. You, Let me you tell monster. you why. Because first of all, there's limited pictures. There's almost no videos. And it's just, it's for the most part, it's text. Like, even if you can take the time to put your tweet in and the text length is limited and all that shit, like, I like how people actually have to take the time to type something. Like, they have to answer to each other by typing. It's not just like, mm. it's not like Instagram where everybody's so disconnected from each other. Like, um, everybody's just posting pictures on their in their own corner. Like, they're so lim- there's such limited interaction, right. like, under yeah. people's pictures. Like, you can, you can like and you can, like, leave a small comment that doesn't really appear anyway. So right. I really like okay. Twitter. Twitter is like you can you can read through Twitter for like a couple hours and you can like learn stuff. Like there's engaging political discussion on Twitter. Yeah. Like Me Too okay. was on Twitter, and the sex strike was on Twitter. Admit, all that I shit. Never used Twitter in my life. Oh god. Okay. Well, that's why our tier lists are going to be different. What What's your number yeah. one? I think honestly, I think I'd have to say it's. Oh, fuck. I'd have to say Reddit. I think Reddit? because it. It, it it does circumvent some problems that we've talked about in the in the idea that uh, it is an aggregator like microblog or Mastodon, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that it, it is still big. But if you avoid the big subreddits with its own like circle jerks or um, or, or uh, sort of toxic communities, you can find smaller independent communities that uh, promote a lot of interesting discussion about very specific topics and you can cater like it can create echo chambers uh, unfortunately yeah um, but it, it is very self editor editorialized so as opposed to youtube which feeds you this editorial algorithm of like oh you watched one ben shapiro video you must be <laughs> ultra conservative uh, reddit allows you to decide for yourself oh are you ultra conservative and then or you, at least you it allows the things. people to kind of guide you in that decision. Like, it's not just you. Yeah. T- like, Reddit doesn't show you the, the top posts of Reddit, right? Like, it's all just, like, yeah. whatever is, like, mathematically going to the top, more or less. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. And I mean, there there is some fuckery with with Reddit, yeah. obviously, and like some pretty horrible subreddits. Um, but I think that overall, it is the uh, one of the best ones because uh, you can also choose to be anonymous. Yeah. You don't have to um, be your own like ambassador on yeah. Reddit. Uh, yeah, I was gonna be, I was gonna say Reddit but, is my yeah. number two. I think the reason why Reddit is so good. Is cause and Twitter actually, uh, as a fact, is cause they're actually so bad at monetizing. <laughs> um, like it's almost as if they can't monetize, so they can't become what we hate as like a right. social media platform, because they just okay. don't they just don't fall into that model as like the highlight reel, like Instagram or Facebook did. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's, that's uh, well. I guess I just gave my number two. That's Reddit. So I guess I agree with you on okay. that. What's your number two? Mm. <laughs> I don't really use any other one. I, I don't know. Like you don't use YouTube, for example. Facebook. Come on, man. We all used Facebook. I fucking hate while. those ones. Though. Facebook is my worst. Let's just spoiler alert, guys. Facebook is yeah, at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah. Whatever's the bottom, like five or ten <laughs> or whatever. Facebook is at the bottom for me. I think I think it's at the bottom for me too. Honestly. Um. Ah. Fuck. I don't really use a lot of social media. I. I, I maybe. Oh man! You use I know that you use Instagram and I know that you use YouTube because you talked about you have an Instagram account and we've been spending like the last hour talking about YouTube videos. Yeah. So come on. I yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, I, fuck me. Fuck. It's because it, it doesn't feel like any of them belong in a number two. That's that's <laughs> the that, that's the problem I'm dealing with. Because realistically, I think I only have four, right? But like, it's still two. Still feels too uh, too important. High. Too high. Yeah. It's okay. Um, you can tier them if you want. S tier is Reddit, and then there's nothing okay. in A tier. <laughs> and then is there and anything in B tier? Fuck no. I don't is there like anything in C tier? Maybe Instagram. <laughs> and then it's Facebook. <laughs> and then it's Facebook in like FF tier. What about YouTube? Ah uh, fuck. I think YouTube is like C tier as C well. C tier. Wow. I actually really like YouTube. Uh-huh. I oh I do too. I've been oh, dude. I've been listening to YouTube since it fucking started. I love that shit. Oh, also, um, uh, well, actually, never mind. Go ahead. But but the thing is, is like I just oh my god, I have so many issues with how they run uh, their videos and how the algorithm keeps changing to the point where you can make a living and have made a living for years on YouTube, and all of a sudden, with a snap of the finger, you have no more livelihood. You're right. Okay. Okay. I you think that what? that's extremely scary. Yeah, you have a point. I guess I guess mine would be like S tier is Twitter, and like right under that in S tier still is Reddit, and then it would probably be YouTube is A tier, and then everything else, Instagram and all that stuff that I don't really use is like F tier, like really <laughs> bad, like really really bad, mm. like just never use it. Steam is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got <laughs> friends and and communities. But okay, you, let's you not can go compl- there. All right. Completely ignore it. <laughs> um, do you want to wrap it up by ironically shouting out our our social medias one more time? Yeah, you can follow us uh, at postmod at postmodpod on Twitter. Yep. Um, and you can follow me at Pretender King if you're interesting interested in any sort of photography or art. And you can follow at Tikin R on everywhere Instagram, everywhere Instagram, Twitter. Um, Omega, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They don't even have fucking users. <laughs> yeah. 
kick you know like if you, everything guys everything 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 even the bdsm you know boards that we all know takin all right thank you very much this was takin and william and we still have no idea what postmodern means oh shit